when you write a script, then move on to the next. You know, because it's like, you know, I've met young writers where they'll maybe reach out to me on like stage 32. I'm on there sometimes. They'll be like, I finished a first script. I'm like, that's awesome. What are you working on next? Oh, no, no, no. This is the one. And I'm only doing this one. I was like, well, that's cool. And I'm glad, you know, you're, you're doing stuff with it. But like, you know, do you have any other ideas? Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode 57. I'm Elise Siebert. And I'm Leslie Shannon. Today, we are talking to screenwriter Denise Cruz Castino. We discuss her feature film, Five Weddings, which premiered at Cannes, The League of Women Writers, and Dangerous Dangerous Encounters Encounters in in India. I know. I'm like, that's, okay. eh, that's not the biggest priority. I clean the house and I went grocery shopping. So there we go. Like, we have food there we go. and it's not, we don't live in squalor. So, exactly. So um, I mean, uh, crazy what looking else? dog. It's okay. Sometimes it's so expensive to get their hair cut. It's I like, just do it myself. Do you? Well, that's awesome. Because I think he's afraid when I go, you know, because he's a rescue uh, yeah. and like he's so afraid of everything. So then it's like when we do take him, he seems so traumatized. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just put him in the tub. So yeah. then that's why I don't always do it because then I got to be like, oh, when am I have time? And then I got to do the whole shaky thing and then oh you're covered God. in water. And then it's like, does he run around like crazy? Like these yeah, two just run around Yeah, but I kind of like have learned a system where I like close the bathroom door and then I blow dry him in the bathroom and I get him mostly dry. Oh, so if he's going nice. to rub everything everywhere, it's like he's mostly dry because he runs straight to my <laughs> to my bed. And rolls around in the bed. You know, so it's like I gotta get him as dry as I can because I don't want him to. Then your bed smells like a wet dog. Uh, And my son loves wet dog smell. I do not know why he's the only person I've ever heard. I know. He's like, it's, and I'm like, here, your dog smells wet. He's like, awesome. I'm like, you are so weird. I'm like, okay. Guess you have to have some weird qualities. You can't be perfect, right? right? It's true. <laughs> yeah, he has to have something. To, it's a quirky quality. He has to have something to talk to his therapist about <laughs> later in life. I know, you right? Know? No, my mom was good. My dad was good. Uh, but I like what dogs smell. Oh, let's talk <laughs> about okay, that. Let's, let's talk more about that. Let's talk about it. When did that start? So <laughs> when did you start noticing that? <laughs> so, Denise, when did you start getting into writing and like what started that process did you always know you were a writer or did you Um, well it's kind of funny so I I wrote my first play when I was eight. Oh my gosh and I didn't realize that was (laughs) a big deal like I just was like I feel like writing a play right so I wrote my first play when I was eight and I I did like theater things when I was little and theater in like middle school and high school and um and then I, I remember I wrote something in eighth grade and you know you have to read it out loud when you're in class so I read it out loud and everyone went oh and I looked up like, what? What did I do? You know? And so I didn't realize it was a big deal. No one said like, hey, you might be into writing. It just never dawned on me. So I actually um, went to school for uh, to be a psychologist and oh, cool. got my psychology degree at UCLA. And I thought I was going to work with kids because I was like a camp counselor and all this kind of stuff. So I was going to take a year off before I got my master's because, you know, you go through college and you're like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. So my whole plan was be like, take a year off. And then my dad said, um... So you have a degree, so how about a job, you know? And I was like, oh, all right, uh, what do I do, you know? Because I'm going to go into psychology, right? So he's like, well, you've always loved commercials. So I would always watch commercials a lot of the times more than even the TV shows. So I was like, oh, advertising. Okay, cool. So I just got a job as like a receptionist, you know, and the people in ad agencies are either the suits, which are the account people, or they're the creatives, which were always, I mean, it's a little different now, but when I got in, it was like the only people that wore jeans were like the creatives Mm. and they were loud and obnoxious Mm -hmm. and funny. And I was like, who are those people? Because I think those are my people. (laughs) 
right? <laughs> so I was like, how do I get one of those jobs? Yeah. So I turned out it was a copywriter or an art director. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, how do I do this? So I took some copywriting classes and started working on becoming an ad writer. So as I was doing that, then I found the Artist Way book, right? Do you guys know yes. that book? Yes, so it's I found on my bookshelf right so there. Great, yeah. right? So yeah. great, right? So day pages and all that stuff. So I'm reading it, and as you read it, it says, you know, all copywriters want to be screenwriters. And I was like, oh, we do? You know, I was like, I didn't know that. I guess I should take a screenwriting class, right? So if that's true. So I took my first screenwriting class at UCLA Extension, and it was just like a flood was opened or a light above. And I was like, oh, my God, oh. You know, this is me, you know? So I just, I knew I had found my calling and it was like almost like a blessing and a curse. Cause it was like, once I found it, there was no turning back. It was like, once I realized that's who I was, that's who I was, you know? That's and so awesome. that was kind of how I, we were just talking about today, how, like, if you give it your all, even if it's not the thing, it leads to the thing, which yeah, will lead to the thing. And that's sure. like totally what yeah. your, your journey was. That's totally what it is. Yeah. 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 It's always like find a journey and then your journey will also turn into another journey. And as long as you just kind of like, oh, well, this seems right. And then you just kind of go with it, you know, and you feel how it feels, you know. So that's what happened. And then, you know, I just started writing like screenplays and screenplays. And the more I learned, the more I loved it. And it just kept going, you know, so... I guess I, and I was like, wow, people went to film school. I wish I knew that existed when I like, <laughs> like, I was like, I wish I went to film school when I went to college. I didn't even know those were jobs when I was like, well, there's, it's still questionable sometimes. <laughs> we don't know I if they're like, fully jobs. Not, like, you're not the only person. I feel like we've interviewed people before. Like, I just thought movies like happened. Yeah. I didn't realize there were all these people that made them. Yeah, I don't know why it never dawned on me that that like existed, but. <laughs> I mean, it's because like, if you grow up with parents you have any sort of practicality about them that aren't necessarily in that world like why would you know because people right. we don't think about it we just right. consume it we yeah. don't we don't think about the ins and outs of and the minutia of how does this be how is this created right yeah. right right yeah both my parents weren't in the industry my dad was like a mortgage broker and my mom was just a mom and you know like finally got a job like as an assistant in an office but like you know never yeah. they weren't in the industry so it wasn't mm -hmm. like so you have no reason that you would know no, no I know <laughs> but I wish I did <laughs> is there anything you took from being a copywriter into your screenwriting yeah it kind of they kind of luckily you know work similar because like being an ad writer you're kind of when you write like a commercial it's like a little mini movie mm -hmm. you know and so I love doing that I still do that but what I don't get to do in that is I can't tell my own story and I can't tell a long story and and I can't really, you know, explore a character. So even if I take like a screenwriting class, I can use that towards my advertising and I, you know, developing characters. I've taken improv classes. Like you can come up with characters based on improv and then put that in a commercial. But I want to like tell those stories and I want to like do a lot more for that. And what I will say too, one thing that I definitely have learned a lot from advertising is when I do commercials or anything in advertising, I have a client, they have a budget. And so they're yeah. like, okay, this is a great idea, but we can't X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And like right now I'm even working on one, um, a film with a friend of mine and it's very family-esque. And he's like, well, what if we this? And it's like so inappropriate for like, you know, like a Disney or something. And I'm all, okay, um, no, because <laughs> every mom is going to send us a letter if that became what we tried to write. And he's like, oh, okay. So I think like having that experience of like a client going like, that is a great idea, but let's pull that back or let's, you know, let's not talk about that subject right now, you know? So I think I'm yeah. a little bit 
easier to like adapt for who the audience is maybe. And I think I learned that from advertising. Sure, for sure. That's really interesting. I would have never thought about it that way, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I never really thought like, why does that like, cause I, you know, some writers and I get it like where they're like, Oh, this is what I want to write and I can't change this. And they're just so stuck to it. Whereas I think I'm a little bit like, Hey, you want to make my movie? That's cool. Oh, I just have to cut out the roses in the scene. Sure. No problem. You know, whereas like some people are like, that has to have roses this is so much meaning to me, you know? And I'm just like, that's fine. <laughs> you know? That's really good business savviness though. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like so. to get something made. Yeah. And, yeah. Because it's, it, and you know, the thing is, is making movies, it's a business. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people forget that and you have someone who's going to give you a bunch of money, which would be nice. Then you have to make them happy too. Because that's one thing in advertising is like, you know, we would maybe make like a million dollar commercial and maybe the creatives would be like, well, it has to be this. And then the, you know, your boss would be like, hey, well, the client doesn't want it that way. And I'm like, well, I'm not giving the million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy for us to be like, (laughs) no. No. And I'm like, yeah, but they're giving us a million dollars. So I think I'm going to be kind of cool to them because (laughs) 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 that was really cool of them to give us a million dollars for this commercial, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think I understand that business aspect of it and the finances, I think. Which is really important. You're right. There is, you have to have the creative aspect, but you also have to have that reality of, okay, but this is how much money we have. So we can't do seven car chases and (laughs) three explosions and, you know, endless CGI. Like we can't do that because we have a $500,000 budget. Right. Right. Well, even like my one brother was in the military and I had always said to him like, Hey, if you have any military stories you ever want to write, I'll write something with you because you know that world. And we had talked about doing something and he wanted like a lead that I just was like, Hollywood will never do that because it's a military project. That's not going to be a low budget film. Mm -hmm. And he just was like, well, this is the story I want to tell. I said, well, then I think you need to write a novel. And then when that does well, then you can turn that into a movie. Because it's like when you're doing it as a movie, no one in Hollywood's going to put this unknown person as that lead. They're just not. They're, They're going to like the you know the people that are like one two three four five on imdb you know that's where they're going to put those millions of dollars behind you know especially if you need the money for military stuff like yeah that's gonna be expensive yeah Yeah. and that's what i was trying to say to him like this isn't an indie film yeah this isn't like we can raise a hundred thousand dollars and do a military film (laughs) rent out a house in the desert (laughs) and do a military they're just playing cards in the desert or something you know I don't know I don't know I don't know how exciting that'll be but Uh, and you have a short that that you sold to Disney what was that process did you yeah yeah Yeah. so um my my friend uh, Andy Glickman who I've written a few times with and he had a connection at Disney and uh, I just happened to write a short out of the blue and so I wrote it to him and said hey read my short and he's all oh I really like this and he said oh, hey, do you want to um, pitch some ideas to Disney? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, hmm, let me think about it, yes. I know, right? I was like, yeah. So, um, so that was kind of cool. It was live action. And at the time, they wanted to have like a live ex- action like studio of short films besides the Pixar short films that they would put in front of all the, the animation stuff. So um, we pitched to two of the producers that he knew. And um, that was kind of neat because that was kind of like my first time where I was on like the lot, you know, and I always feel like 
I always feel like, I'm not supposed to be here. Are you really letting me in? Like, I was like, <laughs> I, I got in, you know? I think that's a common feeling among right, creatives. Right? Like, do they know? Yeah, do they have my name? <laughs> right? And it's like, they look at my ID and I'm like, I'm in? Me? I'm in? Let <laughs> me make sure that you really meant to do this. For me. I, for yeah, me. For me, right? It's my name, right? This is me. Right. Um, so one of the things that I find really interesting is the writing process can be so different um, for each individual person. Uh-huh. Do you have anything in particular steps that you take through? Are you like a crazy outliner? Do oh, yeah. You, yeah, so I feel like, or and some people have to write between these particular hours every day and some people have to write for really long periods. So sure, I'm just yeah. really curious as to what, because we've My talked process, to yeah. Yeah, your process and of everyone writing. has a different process. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's what works for you, but right. I feel like the more you hear all the different processes, you can kind of figure out... What's right for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely... I'm an outliner. I wasn't in the early in the early years. And I, like, I know people that you know, they could be successful screenwriters and they still swear not to do outline, but I swear outlining has saved me so many drafts. Like early in the beginning, I'd maybe be on draft like 13, you know, and I'd be like, I think I might know my story by now, you know, whereas now my outline, I can do it. And like the first draft is decent, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So as opposed to, and also what I love about outlining too is, um, if you want to change it, it's not as hard to change as a script. Like, because like for some reason, I don't know about you guys, but for some reason when it's in script format, it feels like these characters are now alive. So when someone's like, well, you know, they maybe shouldn't do this. And I was like, well, they just did. You know? <laughs> like, well, that's a real person and that's the decision they made at this particular time. It already time. happened. It already it, happened. It, it already did you read three through five? <laughs> so, um, so for me, an outline is much easier to, you know, it's more malleable, more easy to change and stuff like that. So that's for sure something I do. The other thing I do, and I, I, I live by, and again, I don't know if all writers do, is I do the like character analysis and I really you know ask them I have maybe like two or three pages of like what do I ask this character and they answer in their voice and I really and I may not like remember to look back to it but it definitely helps me make Mm -hmm. them so different because I feel like if I don't then they all sound like me Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I think those are definitely you know two of the things I really do and I don't really have a time I think I do well in the evening afternoon evening hours you know um I like to work out in the morning so some friends are like get up at five and I'm like you know I would fall asleep if I woke up at five so (laughs) (laughs) so I'm more of a nighttime writer and I don't like make myself pound out like oh five pages every night but if I just sit down and make sure I write like every night I think um I feel good about that because I'm I'm so busy with like so much stuff that it's like if I'm like has to be five pages I think I would stress myself out more and then and then not write at all so I'm just happy if I sit down to that computer and start writing I think that's the hardest part sometimes is just giving yourself the space to do it yeah and once you sit down then you're able to your mind goes because you're you get excited because right. you love doing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just taking that moment to sit down. And right. once you do Right. It's just it's just do it. Just get in that yeah. seat and just do it and make it a habit. I think for me when I before I started writing and I remember like whatever book I was reading the very first time, I f- forget which one it was. And I remember being like, okay, just give myself one night a week you know, and just make that a habit. And then it became like, that was my habit. Then it became like, okay, fine, two nights a week. And then before I knew it, it was like an everyday thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just a matter of, and then like friends who were like super, super busy, they're all writing now. But at one point they were like, oh, I'm too busy. And I'm like, 
what shows are you watching? Uh, oh, well, Monday through Friday, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, right? you don't need any of that. Yeah. You know, you need to be writing. You're a writer, you know, so these friends are writing now. So, but it's just a matter Clearly of like, you helped them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good friends. You're a good friend. It's, it's funny how everyone is always so busy, but then if you like, pay attention to what you're actually doing with your time. Right, it's like It's what's your priority, mm -hmm. and that's what it is, and you have to make writing a priority. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If you want to call yourself a writer, you have to make it a priority. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's yes. fair. Well, yes. you have a movie that's coming out in this month, which yeah. is super exciting. Yeah, super exciting. And it's called Five Weddings. Five Weddings, yeah. And did you, was this something that you, like, had the idea for, or was it, like, a collaboration yeah the um so the producer she was working with my friend andy glickman and um i had so what happened was i had traveled around the world for about a year and i went through asia and africa and i spent a month in india so when i was in india so embarrassing like we got ourselves into like major trouble <laughs> and had to like flee the country <laughs> So that's wait, kind wait, of cool. Wait, wait. Can we back and up a little keep bit? Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I spent uh, two months in India. Oh, you did. In, were you in South India or uh, um, we were in North North India? North East, I think, like okay. Rajasthan. Okay, nice. That whole area. Okay, my yeah. husband's half Indian too, oh, so okay. his family's from Delhi. So I've been to India okay. three times. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you know a lot yeah, about but it. But how did you get in trouble? Yeah. Can you God. share this? Okay, yes, it I will. So exciting! Oh God, I will share it. And what I will tell you is, when I had to call the embassy a year later, she couldn't remember who we were, and I said, "We're the ones that you said, oh girls, how could you be so stupid?" She goes, "Oh yeah." So I'm really proud to be known as that by the U.S. Embassy. <laughs> All I can say is I'm here to tell the story. Yes. So that's good, right? Yes. Because if you survive, if we didn't survive, that would be a bad story. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah. So basically, I don't want to blame my friend, but <laughs> but I'm gonna. She's not but here. She's not here. So if she listens to this, you know I love you. But basically, uh, these these Indian men that she was friends with, they wanted us to do some sort of jewel thing, right? And I was like, what? Well, they kind of like trap you where you can't talk to each other. So even though I was like having doubts about this, they don't let you talk. So they kind of wore us down till it was like one in the morning and it was like, we've missed five trains. If we don't leave now, we're in trouble. Yeah. So, Next thing I knew, we're like, fine, whatever you want to do, let's do it. So we get on the train the next day and we're driving to Agra to go see the Taj Mahal. And I open up the travel book and it's like, travel warning, don't ever do a jewel scam. And I was like, oh my gosh, right? So of course we're like, you know, you have to give them credit cards in order to do this thing, right? So I'm like, okay, let's just go cancel all credit cards and we're fine. So we did. Well, meanwhile, these guys are following us and they just happen to be like, oh, no, no, we just happen to have a wedding here. And then we're in another, and none of these cities are near each other. They're like eight hours yeah. apart. So now we're like scared out of our minds, right? So then <gasps> oh, the man. one other Indian person that she became friends with was like, no, 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 just cancel, you know, change your travel plans. Because these guys were, we were friends with that got us into this scam. So that's how they get you. They get your trust uh, and all this stuff. Uh -huh. So we're like, oh, they're our friends. We trust. They invited us to dinner at their house. We met their family. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a whole scam. Oh, that is a hardcore scam. Gosh. Hardcore, right? So yes. it's like, this is how we're Americans are so clueless because yeah. we're just trusting. Yeah. So someone invites you to your home. It's like you trust them. Yeah. Right. You invite a random right. person to your home here. <laughs> just don't do that. No, please don't do that. No, don't do that. 
I, yeah, stranger danger, stranger <laughs> danger for sure. So, um, so we are, the guy's like, just change your travel plans. Cause we had told him where everywhere we were going. And then he's like, and you'll be fine. So we're like walking in, I guess it's Delhi. Like the main air was like super, super busy. And it's like literally like your sardines everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we go to the travel agent and we're about to change it. And like someone grabs my arm and we look and it's like three of them and like three of their friends. And I'm probably like, maybe I'm even exaggerating. I don't know. All of a sudden is that there was like these men that had just traveled like half the country to like find us. We're like, oh my gosh. So we take off. We find the other guy. We're like, they're here. They're following us. He's like, oh my God, go to the embassy. So we all get in a rickshaw. It's like literally out of a movie. And they're chasing <laughs> us. And we're like, and so they pay off our rickshaw driver to pull over. So now we're in the middle of nowhere. No. <laughs> And they're yelling at us and they're ready to hurt us. And oh, like, my God. So my, I like literally was so scared. And some like, uh, like maybe an American or Canadian walks up and he sees that something's not going right. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, do I want to involve this guy who like, they might beat up a man more than a woman. And I'm like, so he's like, are you girls okay? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, are you sure? No, I said, yeah. yeah, I was afraid that he would get hurt. Aww. So I let him walk away. Oh no. So I watched him walk away and I was like, Stay, you know, stay. I know. I just didn't know what to do. I yeah. mean, again, we're in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Our rickshaw's not driving. There's no. I don't even know how this guy found us. We weren't anywhere that like Americans or like yeah. you know Westerners were yeah. at this point. So basically, that was our story. We basically, my friends like give them another credit card and let's leave the country. Yeah. So we gave them another credit card and fled the country. So like I said, called the embassy, canceled our credit card. You know, we're fine. We like leave India. That was it. We're like, yeah, we we're done. done. <laughs> And then we were supposed to hike in the Himalayas and we were like, it's too similar. We're like, nope, guess I saw the Himalayas from like the back of my bus. I was like, okay, guess I'm not hiking you either. So it went straight to Thailand. So flash forward, I um, come home and I'm in a writing group and everyone I would tell was like, wow, this is a movie. So I'm like, I guess I'll write it. So I wrote, you know, a similar script, you know, based on that story. And then so Andy flash forward, he says, uh, hey, I'm working with a producer and um, she has this story and it's set in India. Would you be interested in, in writing for it? I know you have that script on India. And I was like, yeah, sure. So sent her my script and at least it showed that I, you know, understand a lot about the culture and the world and the people and all that kind of stuff. So she was like, great, let's do this. So that was kind of, she came to me with the idea and then um, I wrote, like, in two weeks. She needed a draft in two weeks. So I wrote the whole first script within two weeks. It was crazy, yeah. you guys. It was insane. And it was, like, my child was, like, one at the time. <gasps> mm-hmm. And I also decided at that time to put on a benefit for Dora Fur all by myself. Oh, my goodness. Because, like, I saw Hotel Rwanda and, like, sobbed. Yeah. And I was like, how did I not know about this? I'm never going to do this again and ignore something. So it was, like, quickly, like, what's going on? I'm like, Dora Fur, done. So at the same time, I'm writing a script in two weeks. I'm like a mom and I'm putting on a benefit. And I oh. got her her draft in two weeks. And she was like, wow, no one meets deadlines. And I was like, well, I do. <laughs> You're like, um, I do. I do. And I just did. You're welcome. That's awesome. <laughs> so that was the first draft. And then there's been many drafts since. Yeah. And it's definitely been collaborative. And then we brought my friend Andy on when it was like ready for production, like a couple years ago, we brought him on to kind of add his humor and his talent. And then, then the producer too, she's also written some stuff on it too. So it's definitely been collaborative over the years, but the first draft was, you know, my story. And yeah. 
Well, the trailer is super funny. Oh, it is. I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm so I'm so excited glad. to see Thank it. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited to see it too. I so know. Wait, I'm like calculating in my head how many years has this been? It's been like 13 years. I wrote yes, the script like see, 13. You guys, <laughs> listen to this. Yes. 13 years. Yes. Okay. Yes. Don't beat yourself up if your future is taking longer than you thought. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Well, the one of the best um, bits of advice I got, you know, forever ago was when you write a script, then move on to the next, you know, because it's like, you know, I've met young writers where they'll maybe reach out to me on like stage 32. I'm on there sometimes. And they'll be like, I finished a first script. I'm like, that's awesome. What are you working on next? Oh, no, no, no. This is the one. And I'm only doing this one. I was like, well, that's cool. And I'm glad, you know, you're, you're doing stuff with it, but like, you know, do you have any other ideas? Oh no, this is the one, this is the one. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. You know, you want to always be have other ideas because a lot of the times that happens too like let's say you're let's say you're a nickels winner or whatever you are place something in some contest a production company might be like hey we loved your sample what else do you have yeah. Yeah. or you know what other ideas do you have so you have to always they say you have to always have like other pitches and others be ready to write more just and, and you get better you know scripts that I wrote like my very first script I don't think I'd even show anybody. You know? <laughs> I do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, you that one belongs in this desk drawer right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's many lessons learned from you it. You learn something yes. every single time. There's nothing yes. wrong with that. None of yes. that is like, wow, that was a waste of my time. No, because yeah. I remember my very first script took me a year to write one whole script, and I remember being like fade out. Yes, that took a year, you know, and it's like, and then that one I wrote in two weeks and you know what I mean? So it's like, but it took me a long time to get from writing one script in a year to writing one in two weeks, you know? Absolutely. And I think there's something to say too about having many different scripts mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with why like we started this podcast as an actor, why you create your own work is because when you're creating your wor own work, you have all of these different things going on. It helps you to deal with those lulls in between right. because it does take a while right. for you know, 13 years for it to get from the point of first draft right. to, de you know, development and production and post. And, right. and so if you don't have other things going on, then you're going to lose your mind. Right. Yeah, yeah you yeah. would. Yeah. Especially as a writer. I mean, I like that you guys do so much other stuff, but I am right now just a writer mm -hmm. and I'm going to be producing something, but it's like, meanwhile, like as just a writer, I'm waiting for everybody always waiting. And so I'm not a good person to sit and wait. So I'm always like, okay, what else can I be on? You know, mm -hmm. my husband always laughs like, okay, what other project have you gotten involved in? And he's like, who else did you just say yes to? You know, cause it's right. like, I, you know, whenever someone's like, Hey, do this, Hey, do that. Do you want to do this? Do you want to collaborate? I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And sometimes it's probably a little bit too much, but I, you know, there's always down, there's always lulls in a project, you know, and like they're all at different stages. They're all at different so stages. Like, yeah. So there's always like, well, that one's with someone else right now. Mm -hmm. Like right now I'm doing an idea with a friend of mine and we got it it's it's only in a treatment and so he was going to do the ending of the treatment but now he's working on something else so it's like I'm not like where is that I'm I have like three other scripts I'm working on so I'm like okay whenever you're ready to get to that just let me know <laughs> it does it keeps like you from being the micromanager yeah oh yeah because people would hate me otherwise oh. you know you would be like hey 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 <laughs> <laughs> like a small child with why yes why Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can yeah, you talk good. about the process of, of because you are just a writer of like letting it go, like giving giving your baby over to a director or over to producers? Yeah. And yeah. Kind of like how is that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, when I first thought I just wanted to be a writer and I don't, I'm not poo-pooing that at all because it's so hard to be a writer. I, um, I thought that would be not a problem. I thought, you know, cause you see like all these amazing movies out there and you're like, wow, well, if I could give it to that director, it's going to be amazing. When I give it to Judd Apatow, this is going to be great, you know? But the thing is, is when you're starting out as a writer that you're not giving it to Judd Apatow. You're giving it to other people that are just starting out. I mean, Judd, if you're listening, you, you can you call can me. That's call fine. Okay. Yeah, you can call okay. me. <laughs> so that's the hard thing is you're giving it to other people who are also building their resume. And so that's the hard part is like, they're still learning and you're still learning. And so you're like, Hmm, I maybe would have done it differently. And then they had a different vision. So it is hard. It is hard to see like that was their vision. And you're like, well, that wasn't my vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. how come you didn't ask me? And it's like, they're not going to ask you because if they're the director, that's their vision of your piece. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? Because yeah. you see it in your head. I see it in my head. So yeah, yeah I definitely, after having two shorts made, and then I'll see my feature soon. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I may have to become a director writer. I never thought I would even care because I love the writing so much. But to have a little more control, the next piece that I'm doing, I am going to be a co-producer on it. So maybe that will be enough control for me because I will. And and the the other producers I'm working with are are very, they're well known. So maybe because they're going to be hiring like a, you know, higher caliber of people, then maybe it'll be fine, you know, but um, I don't know. I I am maybe curious to direct too, but I don't even know where to start. So I'm like, oh, am I going to film school now? (laughs) (laughs) You said you wanted to, so there you go. I know. (laughs) It's like in what free time? I don't know if it's meant to be, right? I don't know. (laughs) But the thing is too, from a lot of the people that we know from the podcast and just my friends that are that uh, you know didn't start as directors but have kind of found that path of directing uh-huh. they not a lot not all of them went to film school okay. some of them did yeah, yeah, yeah but it's a lot of practical experience because right. I think that's so much it's such a um, medium where you have to get your hands dirty and get in there and do it. And that's really the only way to learn. Right, right. So yes, having people, working with people who you really like, I think is great and who you can trust and you have like this kind of symbiotic relationship where you kind of share everything together. But sometimes the best way to do it is to do it. Right, yeah. I mean, I had one short that was almost done and uh, the director, just when she was like breaking down what we were going to do on each day and I thought, I wouldn't have even thought of that stuff. So it's just a lot of stuff. That, like, I guess if you can, um, you know, what is it when you, like, go with somebody and you shadow, like, shadow yeah. somebody? Like, then maybe you learn. But the stuff she was coming up with, I was like, okay, yeah, I would have never thought that all of those shots had to be on that one day. So things like that, I wouldn't have known. But maybe, yeah, if you are shadowing somebody, then that's something you learn. Well, and then starting as, like, shadowing ADs first, because they're the ones who essentially start doing the scheduling stuff too. Do you know what I mean? So figuring out, yeah, but I think it's just being around those people right. and that's a great way to learn. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's there's many ways. There's Film ways. school is not the only option. That's good to know. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Okay, good to know. <laughs> there are, there's many paths. Okay. And mm-hmm. the other things with directors are each of them, like directors come from all different areas, right? Mm-hmm. Some actors become directors, sure. some writers become of directors, course, some yeah. DPs come directors. And right. like, there's definitely, I find a different... Um, feel to the way they work depending on like kind of what department they sure they came I, I up can in. imagine especially like yeah. as an actor who's directing like they know what it's like when the director's guiding them and then they are probably thinking about that whereas maybe 
you know, like someone else who's doing it, a screenwriter, they're thinking about like, well, these are my stories. Yes, yeah. Get the words. they're thinking of it from a different point too. Absolutely. But that's the beauty of it though, is you need all those different perspectives sometimes. And that's, I mean, I feel like you find out too, certain directors, whatever their place that they came from and people who you tend to like and you often figure out, oh, they were writer directors, mm-hmm. they were actor and then turn directors, or they were DP turn director. Like, I feel like it, uh, y- you start to notice it after mm-hmm. a period of time, the more that you pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And I, that's another thing I feel like I've, I've heard from the most people is how important it is to just consume content that you like. Yeah, for sure. And how that really can dictate how you go about directing or creating anything. Right, right. Do you try to stay in the same genre with all of your writing or do you... I mean, I tend to write comedies, mm-hmm. but um, but I just love stories, mm-hmm. you know? So um, one of mine ended up being um, a horror short because one of the producers that I worked with um, when I sold my short to Disney, his background was actually horror shorts. So then they hired him at Disney, which you wouldn't think like, yeah, right? You wouldn't think that, but I guess because he had the producing of the shorts is why they liked him. So then he went back to doing horror shorts. So when I contacted him like a couple years later, he was like, hey, do you have any horror short ideas? I'm like, sure I do, you know, which I didn't. Okay, that's that's a lesson too, is just always say, <laughs> say yes, yeah. right? So yeah. um, two of my friends that were in my writing group at the time, they would write thriller sci-fi. So even though it wasn't horror, it was definitely more suspenseful. So I was like, hey, you guys, let's start pitching ideas and what could we do? So I pitched this guy a couple um, horror short ideas and he liked them. And then the budget got cut. So then they weren't going to do them. But now I had a horror short sample. Yeah. So I definitely did that. And that was one of the pieces that got um, produced because this young director was like, hey, what samples do you have? I'd love to, to work with you. That was one of them. He's like, can I produce this? I was like, sure. So that was something that happened. And then even now I'm doing um, a drama, World War II drama, because I found this story that I just was like, this is a story that needs to be told. So it wasn't even like, I, you know, I haven't even done something like that, but it's at the core of all those is, is what's the story and who are you connecting to? And, you know, what's the emotion? What's the through line, you know? So, you know, either it's going to be funny or it's going to be serious, but it, there's always like, and I always tell myself too, like, what's the story I want to see? You know, like I try not to psych myself out when I start to work with like, you know, successful producers. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, are they going to judge my work? But I'm like, well, no, they just are looking for a good story and they just want to tell a good story too. So I think that's what I always do is be like, well, what story do you want to tell? You know, so that's like, you got to like kind of bring it down and be like, don't worry about who's going to be looking at this at the end of the day. You know, it's just tell the story that you want to tell. So, but I, I tend to write comedies. I like silly. I like to see, I think I read on your stuff too. It was like, I see the world in funny. Yeah. You know, it's like even, you know, no matter what, and, I, and we have to laugh. There's sometimes some really <laughs> serious stuff going around and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. like on Twitter. So I have like a Twitter thing and I have like a lot of serious stuff. And then I have, I'm following puppies. I'm following puppies. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's I told I, you I love dogs. So it's yes. like, so it'll be like serious, serious, yes. serious. Oh, oh I know. You know, so I it's know. like, I always try to find the humor and everything. And, and you can tell, um, you can get a message across in funny without being like, I'm hitting you over the head with this. So 
I don't know. I grew up with three brothers and I think like, <laughs> I think that like, you know, it was a lot of silliness in the house. And a lot my dad of fart was, jokes. Oh yeah. Bathroom humor. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but fa- fart jokes, like people will be like, that's so stupid. It's a fart joke. I'm like, yeah. yeah and it's funny. I said, there will be some in this script just so you, so know. you know, there's going to be You know, one. so I just, I like stupid humor. I just do, you know. Mm. It's how I make it through the day sometimes. Right? That's how I'm not weeping all the time. I know. I, I'm sorry, but fart jokes are funny. They are. There. I agree. There. I, have, I have two brothers, so I also See, agree. that's yeah. why. It's not our fault. Yeah. We can't help it. So tell us about your screenwriting blog. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, that's super awesome. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So that happened because like the further, like as stores were starting to open for me, I didn't know what to do, you know, because it's like, you, you know, you see, I'm, I don't pretend to be like a Craig Mazin or someone like that, you know, like those people have like so much experience and it seemed like a lot of the blogs were like all those people. And I'm like, that's cool when I get to have my fifth hundred million dollar project, you know? And I'm like, but what about me? Who's just starting and I'm having a pitch meeting and I don't even know where to drive on the lot, you know? Right. Yeah. And so it's like, it was like, well, how do you go from like, you know, this point where I'm just, someone's letting me on the lot to like where you are. So when I started to have like, you know, my Disney meeting and, you know, I was like so scared and it was like, wait, they're normal people. And people would always say that, but until you're there, you're just like, but it's a producer, you know, and you get all scared. Right. So I, I decided to start this blog to help the newbie writers like me who are like, wow, I have my first pitch meeting or now I'm pitching to ABC or, you know, now I'm getting notes from a screen, a a producer, you know? So I just wanted to like help those people. And I knew enough friends in the business that I could quickly email them and be like, oh my gosh, I'm having a pitch meeting and it's this kind of pitch meeting. What do I need to do? But I didn't know if like someone who's in the middle of like Nebraska or something has access to that. So I wanted to create a blog that would help, you know, anybody and be like, don't be scared. It's okay. I got through it. You'll get through it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of why I wanted to do a blog, you know, and the reason why I called it screenwriters writing was because, like I said, sometimes some of my friends would be like, wow, you're the most prolific writer. And I'm like, well, but why aren't you? Because you're either writing or you're not. So I was like, well, I'm going to call it screenwriters writing because that's, that's what you what should you, be doing. Yeah. You're calling yeah. yourself a writer. You need to be writing. You need to have your your butt in the chair almost every day. Mm-hmm. And you, even if it's for 15 minutes, fine 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? So And that's 15 minutes that you didn't have the day before, you know, and, you know, sometimes I, th- I would think like if it was like a year where I didn't have a ton to write and I'd be like, wow, I barely wrote. And it'd be like, maybe I got two features done and like three pilots. And I wasn't writing a ton, yeah. but I was sitting, sitting down, down every and doing single it. day. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I actually got a lot written this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's more so than you, I thought. I know, because you think like, you know, maybe half an hour, 45, an hour, whatever you think, oh, it's not that much. I don't have an eight-hour day to do it. Yeah. But you're but still writing. writing. It all adds up. Yeah. So that's, no, I think that's such great advice for any artist is like yeah. doing your craft doing every day. Your craft. Yeah. 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 Practicing. Yeah. They yeah. say it makes perfect. I heard. Yeah. That's what I've been told before. Do you have any pitching advice for people or things you've learned that 
Do I have any pitching advice? Um, well, one thing, yeah, I think I do actually. I was trying to think if I do, and I think I do. Um, one of the, I, I learned some pitching from Christopher Lockhart, and he has a um, like a Facebook group, and I took classes with him. He's, um, I think, if I get his title right, I'm so sorry, Chris, but he's like a story editor at ICM, I think. So he would teach pitching, and I think he still might here and there. And so, um, one of the classes, the very end of the class, he brought um, like industry people. And if you know, if you raised your hand, you got picked. You know, you would get to be one of the people to pitch. And so I, I am so scared. I'm always so scared when I do it, right? And so I was like, I'm raising my hand. I don't care if I'm scared. I'm raising my hand, right? And everybody up there, you know, they were super funny and they were having fun together. And I was like, I just need to have fun with them too. Whether my story's good or not right now, I just need to have fun. So I forced myself to be the first one to raise my hand. And then they called on me. And then like they all knew each other. So they were kind of yapping. And I was like, so whenever you're ready to be done, I'm ready. And they were like, oh, my God. You know, they totally started that. So I just started like being funny. And it's like I think that's, you know, obviously you don't want to be rude. But it's just make them feel comfortable, you know, and I think that's one thing I've learned about like going in a room or going in a meeting. It's Mm -hmm. like you're kind of on a date, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like if you're going to work on a movie with someone for a year or three years, TV show, if you're going to be in a room, they want to know they can hang with you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, can you have fun with them? You know, especially if you're doing comedy, you have to be funny, you know, so you just have to make them feel comfortable and be cool and then be grateful if they give you like, hey, okay, this idea is cool, but do this, that, and this. Cool. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. You know, just be gracious and kind, you know. Um, So I think that would be my... I don't know if your dog agrees. <laughs> um, no, they say no. They say nay. <laughs> they say nay. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say about that's really awesome advice because you do forget sometimes when you get into the rooms with these these people who seem so big and and so menacing, but they put on their pants one leg at a time. Too. For sure. Yeah. I think for me too, like I, um, you know, cause I definitely intimidate myself sometimes. I mean, I think until it's like your everyday thing and then maybe you're like annoyed with like people like in the business, but right now it's still so exciting and new to me. So I definitely don't feel that way, but so I definitely get nervous, but you just have to do it anyway. Like that's, mm-hmm. I guess some of my advice too, is you just have to reach out to people and you just have to be like, I'm going to pitch this and see what happens. And then if you're in the room with them, just, you know, you listen, listen to them because they are the experts, you know, so don't think that you know everything. So if you pitch your idea and they're like, hey, I think we should maybe go this way a little bit. Don't be like, well, you don't understand, you know? (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Just be like, thank you so much. I mean, that's something I've heard and maybe you guys have heard too is always just be like, great, that's a great idea. And then sometimes maybe their idea might not fix your idea, but at least see, well, there's a problem here. And then, and the, the thing is, is I'm not sure they even remember what they told you. So as long as you fix that, then they'll be happy. Because if you come up with something better, they're thrilled. They're just letting you know it's not working what you just told me. Well, and I think it's the same thing I've heard as um, as an actor. Like mm. they, they want to find a project right. that they can make. That's what they want. That's what they do. So they want you to be good. 
Like they really do want right, that. Just right. like as an actor, when you go into a room and you audition, they want you to be the person so that they can stop looking. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're making their life easy mm-hmm. if you've pitched something that they love. So if you can fix that and then they're like, great, let's do this now. Yeah. You've made their life easy because now they're like, great, I know what I'm going to work on this year, you know, and I have the perfect actor for this or yeah, they want that. They're looking for that. Absolutely. They do. That's part of their job. That's their job. That's what they do. <laughs> part of it, I mean, it's their entire job. Their entire job. job. <laughs> part of the 100% of their job. Mm-hmm. Part of the 100, 150% of it. Um, I feel like you need to ask your favorite question. Oh, do you have any like dream projects right now with like, if somebody was like, here's all the money in the world to make your film right now. Is there any stories you're like saving that you really want to put out there? <sighs> Um, yeah. I, uh, is it something, cause I have so, I mean, you know, I have written like so many scripts that I'm writing. So it's like, which should it be something that is that I'm writing or something I haven't even barely started? Whatever you, whatever, whatever like you something want. you're really passionate about that you're like, this has to be out there someday. Well, maybe it's the one I'm writing. I'm, I'm just in the outline right now that maybe that's the one that I'm just barely starting to do. That's the world war two project that I'm doing. And, um, like I said, I'm co-producing it with these two big producers and it's like super exciting because it's like they're producers and they're like, no, you're a producer too. I'm like, oh, okay, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that's what I'm really passionate about right now. And I think what I love about it too is it's about um, some young teen boys and I have a a teen son. So it's, um, I kind of like identify with it and I love being, it's mostly about teen boys, but I, as a woman writer, I'm bringing in the female characters a lot more. And then that's going to be my, um, angle to it because being a mom and having a 14 year old boy, it's like, what is that relationship between the boy and his mom? Mm -hmm. And then he has a sister. So I'm going to bring the sister more and then he starts to fall for some girls. So I'm going to bring in the girl more. So I'm going to bring in these girl characters that wouldn't normally maybe be, you know, such a big part of that story. So, um, you know, as a female writer and storyteller, I think we have to say, well, how do we bring in more of these characters and, you know, how do we change the landscape of what we're seeing right now? You know, and I think it's up to us to be the ones to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, because yeah. we're the only ones who have that perspective. So we need to share it. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Well, not that's be, awesome. Not to be afraid to share it either, you know? And like sometimes I feel like as women, we're like, oh, I don't want to bother people or everyone gets this. And right. it's like until we say it and people are like, oh, I didn't realize that or understand that about right, you. And right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting being like a female writer. I There was one project that a friend of mine had written together and it was based on a true story with her. And um, she, she had her baby. And at the same time, she um, met her birth mother. Oh and then her birth goodness. mother moved in for two weeks with her teen daughters, right? So that really happened wow. to her. So we wrote this story and fictionalized most of it. And then every female producer, we would get it to, they're like, I love that. I'm telling that story almost like, exactly, right? So they were like, so they wouldn't take it on. And then every male producer we would meet was like, oh yeah, I don't get it. And we're like, well, what don't you get? It's mm-hmm. just a story of a woman that's going through this journey at the same time she had a baby. So it was really interesting that like, you know, we talk about like how many male producers are out there, how many female producers are out there. And it's like, you know, women 
women, women get that story. There isn't much to get. I think it was like, and not, you know, these male producers are talented male producers, so I like them. But it was almost like, well, do we need explosions? I'm not sure what you're not getting. It's Car just, chase. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's driving super fast on the way to meet her daughter. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. They need all those because as, I mean, it's been proven over and over again at box office, at the box office in the past like year, like two years that we want, we have certain things that we want to see like right. women and people of color like want to see narratives where they're the focus of the narrative. Right, and, right. Um, it, and when they, when people actually do it, they're we going. show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of, um, I was really mad at the whole like, you know, anti-Ghostbusters like one with the women because I was like, all these people were, were bagging on it before they ever saw, saw it. it. And I was yeah. like, you haven't even seen this. Mm-hmm. So I made my son go see it with me because I was like, I love all these actresses and it was, uh, I think it was Paul Fig, right? And so I like, isn't he who directed it, I think? I don't remember. I think he did. I think person. he did. And so I was like, I love all these people were going. So I took my son and he hadn't seen the original yet and so he was like and I was like okay I'm not going to tell him what I think about it I want to see what he thinks he's like that was really funny and I was like yeah it was you know so then I let him see the original and I didn't tell him and he was like I think I like the new one better I was like Oh, oh, interesting. Because I didn't tell him which one to like. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, and then I found out recently that the um, the critics of movies are like 90% male or 87% yeah. male. And I thought, yeah. well, no wonder why they're poo-pooing these movies. Like, that's not fair. I went to um, a talk with, um, he's a very famous, I'm not going to name him, but he was a very famous male movie critic for a long, long time, back where the the reviews were in the newspaper, not Uh online. Uh And he had a list of his all-time favorite movies, and they were all male-centric movies. Interesting, yeah. And I was like... That's really frustrating being a female filmmaker and like people, and I, I get it. Like, you know, it, it, it is changing. It's right. slowly changing. Slowly it changing, is changing. Yeah. And, you know, he thought these were the greatest movies that existed, but I'm like, you have nobody of a minority, no women as lead characters. Yeah. Most of these movies have been directed and written by men as well. It was very, very interesting. That's and so interesting. Yeah. So we need some more female movie critics. That's what yeah, I mean. Right? Isn't that interesting? When I heard That's that, I was yeah. like, wow, no wonder why they're bagging on those movies. Because it's like... And I don't even know if they mean to, but again, maybe they don't get the story. And it's like, well, this is a female's perspective. Or if they're in it, like, what's wrong with them being like, I don't know. Like, and it's not Mm -hmm. like Ghostbusters was gone with the wind. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) you know, it's a comedy. So people are just going to laugh. So why aren't you just let them go laugh? Yeah. You know, or like even like Amy Schumer's I Feel Pretty. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? I didn't. I, I seen it. Okay, go see it. It's so funny. I think it's on like, you know, whatever direction. I think it's on like iTunes. Yeah. It's a, yeah. You guys, yeah, it yeah. is so funny and so charming and so witty and warm. And she's not like, I saw people like say things like, oh, she's trying to make it like, you're not beautiful if you're not super skinny. She's like, no, that's she's the exact saying the opposite. opposite. And like yeah. when you see the movie, it is the exact opposite. And again, I'm like, who's who is saying that because that have you seen the movie are you just looking to tear this apart like 
It just and makes why me... why just tear it and apart? And again, like why not just laugh? Like literally, I laughed through the whole thing. <laughs> we might have to watch it. it yeah, I'm just saying. I think <laughs> so. I think so. It is so. And I went with my friend who like laughs at stupid things too. So yes. the two of us like we're always like the loudest ones laughing. And I'm always like, sorry, I'm just laughing. You know? No, don't apologize. Uh, I do. Yes. But again, that's like a woman thing, right? We apologize. I'm like, hi, because I am a I'm a loud laugher. I seriously, when I took my son to see Kung Fu Panda because I love Jack Black, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Like Jack Black. Could be like, hand me that pencil, and I'd probably start like, laughing, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I can't help it. And so Kung Fu Panda, and he's doing his whole Jack Black stuff, and I'm laughing yeah. harder than kids because it's like the Jack Black stuff. And literally, some adult like, turns around and is like smiling at me because it's like literally you can hear me and nobody else. But you know, hey, I'm enjoying myself. So there, that's all that matters. You shouldn't apologize for that. I know. Uh, well, go ahead. I was just yeah. gonna say, where can people find you online and? any info about five weddings too that they can go sure. see? Sure. Well, yeah. we have our trailer, which is on YouTube. So that's five weddings. And then um, my my blog, which is screenwriting, right, right? Screenwritingwriter.blogspot.com. And then I'm on Twitter if anyone wants to follow me. So I'm at Cruise Writer, which is C-R-U-Z, Writer. Um, I think that's everywhere I'm oh, at. Right. So, well, yeah. we'll add links so people can find you, but we awesome. always like for Thank people you. to say it too. Thank you. Well, Thank oh, and I you. also want to talk about my writing group. Is that okay? Yes. Yes. yes please, please do. do. Okay. Because I have yes. an all female writing group. Yes. And we're called League of Women. League of, oh my gosh. Is that bad? League, League of Women Writers. There we go. League of Women Writers. It's, it's you know, it's the evening. Yeah. yeah it's the evening. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't had my full LaCroix yet. <laughs> 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 but um so we're this awesome female writing group and um it's a very like supportive environment where we're like you know helping writers you know female writers like I mean they're the ones that connected me with you gals and oh, so they were awesome. the ones that were like get your movie out there you know talk about it you know and it's like that's the whole thing is we're trying to really support each other in our growth and it's a very safe environment so it's like we're really like positive with our feedback and you know um it's just a really great environment so um and that's based in in LA it's based in LA yeah so if you're in LA and you're writing and you're in you and you're a lady <laughs> then you should maybe look at this group yeah maybe yeah so and then like we are gonna do events like we had a barbecue recently and we did like an industry barbecue and we like invited producers and directors and like other industry people so we're trying to really like you know one of the things writers have a hard time with is networking because you know I like to sit behind my computer and just just type <laughs> just write stories and write stories <laughs> la, la, la. so what we're trying to do is we're really trying to hone those skills of like networking and try to create events and try to have our women writers meet other women writers and really trying to like support other writing groups did like I that. see that they're doing readings of some of your guys' scripts too was that we, will with we, that will we read um, our stuff just yeah. in our group in your group yeah okay. yeah okay. yeah because All it's right. I don't know about if you you guys are in writing groups or, mm -hmm. or not but like it's really helpful when you read your pages in the group and to yes. hear it it really makes such Hearing a difference it makes all the difference it in the makes world. all the difference i mean you guys are, are actors so you know that so it makes a difference to really hear and you're like well that didn't sound like what i thought it sounded mm -hmm. like you know it's maybe like a, a mouthful and you're like okay that's not supposed to sound like that <laughs> right yeah yeah it doesn't get the same point across. i always think it's even interesting um i've done readings with a, like a group of actors and then a different group of actors oh and it must be totally different, different yeah right? And yeah. like the perspective that that brought, that was so enlightening too. Right. So, I bet. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's awesome. Thank you for taking the initiative to share that because that's the kind of stuff that we like for our, um, our listeners to know about. Right. So that's right. awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting with yes. us. Thank you guys. It was so I nice can't to wait meet to you. see the yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah September 21st. September and, 21st. Yeah, and once Great. it's, once it's out and ready, we will, we will share stuff it too. So, so that you guys awesome. can, can you. get it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.